Hey, welcome into Positive Light Podcast. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And our subject today is, do you not feel connected with God like you think you should? And if we feel distant from God, God is never far from us. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says that nothing can separate us from God's love. And in Psalm 139, 7 through 9, David said there is no place we can go to run away from God. He is always guiding us, always holding us. God may feel far, but he is always near. And from Rick Warren, he writes, God is real, no matter how you feel. The Lord has hidden himself from his people, but I trust him and place my hope in him. Isaiah 8:17. It's easy to worship God when things are going great in your life. When he's provided food, friends, family, health, and happy situations. But circumstances are not always pleasant. How do you worship God then? What do you do when God seems a million miles away? The deepest level of worship is praising God in spite of pain, thanking God during a trial, trusting him when tempted, surrendering while suffering, and loving him when he seems distant. The writer Philip Yancey once noted, Any relationship involves times of closeness and times of distance. And in a relationship with God, no matter how intimate, the pendulum will swing from one side to the other. That's when worship gets difficult. To mature your friendship, God will test it with periods of seeming separation, times when it seems as if he has abandoned or forgotten you. God feels a million miles away. St. John of the Cross referred to these days of spiritual dryness and doubt about God as the dark night of the soul. God called King David a man after my own heart, yet David sometimes complained about God's apparent absence. Lord, why are you standing aloof and far away? Why do you hide when I need you the most? That is Psalm 10.1. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? That is Psalm 22.1. Why have you abandoned me out of Psalm 43, 2? Of course, God hadn't really left David, and he'll never leave you. God has promised repeatedly, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you out of Hebrews 13, 5. So Billy Graham was asked a question regarding how do I get closer to God? And here's the question. I don't have any problems believing in God, but I cannot truthfully say that I love him. I've tried to talk myself into feeling like I love God, but it just doesn't work. Maybe I don't have the right kind of personality or something. And here's Billy Graham's answer. Thank you for your honesty. It's far better to admit our spiritual shortcomings than to deceive ourselves into thinking we are complete. The Bible says if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us, out of 1 John 1.8. Why do you find it hard not only to believe in God, but to actually love Him? The problem isn't your personality. The real problem is your understanding of God. If you think God is an impersonal force who isn't concerned about us, or a harsh, angry judge who hates us, or a weak, powerless being who can, cannot help us, then you won't have any reason to love him. But God isn't like that. God is our loving, heavenly Father, who not only created us, but watches over us and provides for our every need. How do we know he loves us? We know it first of all because of the good gifts he gives us. And the air we breathe, the food we enjoy, the blessing of human love, joy of his presence, the Bible says, his divine power has given us everything we need 
for a godly life out of 2 Peter 1.3. But we know God loves us most of all because of Jesus Christ. He was God in human flesh who came down from heaven to sacrifice his life for our salvation. God loves you that much. Open your heart and life to Jesus Christ and then thank God every day for his great love for you. I've heard countless stories from Christians, people who are spiritual but who are not sure what that means. People who follow other faiths and atheists and agnostics who used to believe but stopped believing because they couldn't connect. My guess is most people want to connect more closely with God. The truth is, almost everyone does. The challenge is, most people, including Christians, aren't exactly sure how to grow spiritually. While this list isn't scientific, here's what I have come to see as the top five reasons people don't feel connected to God. Not all of them may be true in every case, but my guess is we'll all be caught up in one of them at one time or another. And number one, people are not sure what they mean by God. In an age where the term God is used to describe everything from a higher power to a universal life force to a term to describe the object of worship in many world religions, people aren't clear on what they mean by God. Add to the postmodern tendency to define God personally and eclectically, this is who I think God is and I've customized my, the concept to suit me. And the term God ends up meaning so many different things to so many different people, it's difficult to connect personally with an impersonal God. One of the refreshing but challenging things about Christianity is that God is not defined as an idea or a concept, but as a person revealed ultimately in Jesus Christ. And number two, people aren't sure how connecting to God actually works. Even if you believe God is personal, and even if you believe that God is revealed in Jesus, how exactly do you connect to Him? So here's some steps that should help. Meet with God before anyone else and make Him a priority. Get into God's Word every day to get closer to Him. And record your blessings and answered prayers to get closer to His presence. Make some of these action points priority in your life, and hopefully, by the end of this year, you'll not only be another year older in your body, but another year older in your faith and walk with Christ. And number three, people have no one to share spiritual questions or experiences with. In a world that has never been better connected, isolation is ironically a persistent problem. Even people who have great friendships, believe it or not, many people do not, still find that they really don't connect spiritually with anyone. Who can you have a spiritual conversation with? When that's missing in your life, it becomes really difficult to grow. In a large measure because God designed us to be in community where those discussions take place. And while Sunday morning services play a key role in people's spiritual development, if Sundays are all you do, then Sundays are all you get. But if you participate in a weekly small group Bible study or lead one among your friends, neighbors, or coworkers, you can grow at a faster rate in community because we are able to share our experiences with one another and hold each other accountable. We need to find a small group study in your local church or be the catalyst to start one among friends or neighbors or even coworkers during your lunch hour. And number four, faith hasn't translated to regular action. So what is faith? Is it a belief, an idea, a moral code? 
Personally, living out what you believe actually connects you more deeply with God. Faith leads to action, and action leads to growth. And number five, people don't know how to find God in life's toughest moments. Let's face it, life isn't easy, and people often equate the presence of difficulty with the absence of God. But is that true? One of the reasons people don't grow spiritually is because they don't know where to look for God in the crisis. Pivotal circumstances never leave people neutral. They either lean into God or they lean away from Him. So we need to look deeply into life's most difficult moments to discover that not only do people find God, but many actually grow in the midst of crisis. So next, I'm going to introduce a song by Tommy Walker Ministries, and it's called Jesus Be Near Me. And here it is.
sweet near to me let me know you are right here how i need you how i need you to reveal yourself to me What a great song by Tommy Walker Ministries. And here's what Tommy said regarding this song. This song was written in a moment of desperation for God to reveal himself to me. I was feeling very low and was crying out for Jesus to come close and communicate his presence to me. As it turns out, praying honest, desperate prayers is a very scriptural thing to do. In Psalms 27, 9-11, David cries out, Don't hide yourself from me. Don't be angry with me. Don't turn your servant away. You have been my help. Don't leave me and don't abandon me. O God, my Savior. I started thinking of many ways God caused himself to be known and thought. Lord, I'm open to however you want to come to be real and near to me. Please give me eyes to see how you might be doing this right now. I know many are currently in desperate situation. May we become aware of how our Lord comes to manifest himself in a personal and profound ways. May he communicate his very real presence to you, even as you listen to this song. Remain in me and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me, out of John 15:4. For some reason, I've struggled with loneliness. No matter how many people are around me and how many likes I get on Facebook, I fight that feeling of loneliness. I remember a night in a hospital. I was a Christian and I was alone. I was fighting with guilt and shame from my past. I felt so desperate and finally cried out to what seemed like an invisible God and asked Jesus to come into my heart and be real. In that moment, something happened. I knew God's presence and love were real because for the first time ever, I didn't feel alone. I thought I would never have to fight feelings of loneliness again, but I was wrong. In the hardest season of my life, God has used my tears to heal my brokenness. And in His goodness, He gave me what I needed and longed for most, a cure for my loneliness and a real relationship with Him. It was hard to see the Holy Spirit at work until I was totally alone and had no one else to run to but God. It took me a while to fully surrender to the only one who will never leave me or forsake me. Through my trials and tears, the Lord revealed the reason I felt alone. I connected more to doing the works of God and to God's people than I did to, to God himself. In other words, to cure my loneliness, I needed time alone with God. I was brokenhearted, and that takes time to heal. The only way to complete the process is to connect with him. Jesus reminds us of this in John 15:4. Remain in me and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. I don't want to oversimplify our connection with the creator of the universe, but the vine Jesus talks about in John 15:4 is similar to a light switch on a Wi-Fi connection, always there, but no benefit to us until we connect to it. 
In fact, God was there for me all along, lovingly and patiently waiting to connect my heart, my mind, and my spirit to his heavenly vine through Christ alone. I'm not sure what season of life you're facing. Maybe it's a marriage where you feel alone or you're divorced and feeling abandoned by the one you loved and trusted, and you feel disconnected from the life you once knew. I know from personal experience there is a cure for loneliness and a real connection to a Heavenly Father who wants to heal our hurting hearts. So here are some hard questions that may help when you feel disconnected from God. Answering these questions honestly will be worth your time for an encounter with true love and new life found in Christ alone. First question, when you're hurting, where do you run first? Number two, when you're alone, who do you miss the most? Number three, what are you connected to right now that could be disconnecting you from God? Number four, when you need wisdom, where do you find it? Number five, do you feel your relationship with God is artificial or authentic? And number six, have you prayed and asked God to become real to you and to fill those empty places meant just for him? There's no better place to connect than to the one who gave his life to connect with you, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a terrible feeling to feel that you're not progressing in your relationship with God. There have been times when I sought him, but he felt far from me. I long to continually grow in my relationship with God, but sometimes it's like I hit a roadblock. I grow frustrated with him and myself. Have you ever felt this way too? No, you're not alone. I don't have a magic answer as to why or how you got here. Only God knows, literally. The following are only a few possible reasons you may feel disconnected from God. You may be in a wilderness season that feels isolating. It could be that you've become busy and unintentionally put God on the back burner. He is no longer your first priority. And perhaps you are or have been pursuing sin instead of God. Nothing can separate us from God's love, but sin separates us from his, him relationally. If you've been intentionally pursuing sin instead of God, the first thing you need to do is repent and ask for his forgiveness. The only way to know for sure is to ask God. Now, just because you don't feel his presence doesn't mean he's far from you. And just because you aren't hearing him doesn't mean he isn't speaking. He's always speaking to us. Often the reason we feel disconnected has more to do with us than with God. We won't feel connected to God if we don't spend time with him daily. Relationships have to be maintained and invested in. Otherwise, the intimacy will fade. The last time I felt distant from God, the Holy Spirit revealed to me some of the reasons why. Though I have not mastered them by any means, addressing each one has helped me connect with God on a deeper level. So here's some thoughts that you might want to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth about them to you. So when you pray, is most of your time spent asking for things you need or want? I'm not saying it's wrong to ask God for things because you definitely should. We are called to do that. However, we should also desire and ask to become more like Him, and not solely receive from Him. When we ask for things more than we ask for God's heart, we miss the opportunity to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, out of Galatians 5, and 23. Often we want deliverance without growing in discipline. We want the victory 
without having to make sacrifices. God desires to bless you, but he greatly desires to develop you into the likeness of Christ. So prayer is a conversation, and like any conversation, it requires talking and listening. We make time to present our requests in prayer, but we also have have to make time to be still and listen. Just because we can't see God in front of us doesn't mean we should leave the conversation as soon as we are done speaking. Maybe God has been trying to tell you something, but you say, Amen, and move on to the next item or your agenda before he can get a word in. I know it can be challenging to quiet yourself and listen, but it's even harder to go through this life without God's guidance. After you pray, take time to be still, meditate on his word, and wait for his response. Your flesh won't like it, and it will try to distract you, but don't let it. Remove any distractions and press in. Whether you are new in the faith or decades in, you have to have a fervent desire to know God personally. It's not enough to rely on second-hand knowledge to sustain your faith. Those are things should be used to support your faith, but not to build a foundation. Would you try to get to know your spouse by talking to their friends more than you talk to them? Then why would you do it with God? Other people can give us an insight into a part of God's character, but they cannot give us exact insight into what he wants to do through us and for us. We have to talk to him to know that. We have to experience his faithfulness, compassion, perfect timing, and provision for ourselves. That's how we progress from simply knowing to truly believing. Often, we'll miss our quiet time with God before we miss our workout, a TV show premiere, or cancel a date. What does that say about our priorities? We may feel like we aren't growing in God, but maybe it's because we're too busy pursuing everything except Him. Look at your life and ask God to reveal anything you value more than Him. Those are idols. Once He reveals them to you, ask Him to help you dethrone those idols and increase your desire for Him. Let us be intentional with our time and be careful not to put anything above God in our life. We may see we don't have time, but in reality, we make time for what's important to us. We become stagnant in our walk with God when we stop following His will. I get it. Faith can be scary because you can't see what's next. But that's why you have to intimately know the one you're trusting in. If you don't, you will fear his leadership and believe he'll lead you down a wrong path. If you fear surrendering everything to God, tell him and ask him to show you his character. He's a good and loving father. Once you know him, you'll be able to follow him without fear. His will isn't always easy, but it's good and perfect out of Romans 12:2. Know that if he asks you to do it, he will sustain you through it. So next, I'm going to read you another story. It is called Attitude You Choose. Michael is the kind of guy you love to hate. He's always in a good mood and always has something positive to say. When someone would ask him how he was doing, he would reply, If I were any better, I would be twins. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, Michael was there telling the employee how to look to on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious. So one day, I went up to Michael and asked him, I don't get it. You can't be a positive person all the time. How do you do it? Michael replied, Each morning I wake up and I say to myself, You have two choices today. One, you can choose to be in a good mood. Or two, you can choose to be in a bad mood. 
I choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. I choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. I choose the positive side of life. Yeah, right. It's not that easy, I protested. Yes, it is, Michael said. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people affect your mood. You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line, it's your choice how you live your life. I reflected on what Michael said soon hereafter I left the tower industry to start my own business. We lost touch, but I often thought about him when I made a choice about life instead of reacting to it. Several years later, I heard that Michael was involved in a serious accident, falling some 60 feet from a communications tower. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of an intensive care, Michael was released from the hospital with rods placed in his back. I saw Michael about six months after the accident. When I asked him how he was, he replied, If I were any better, I'd be twins. Want to see my scars? I declined to see his wounds, but I did ask him, what had gone through his mind as the accident took place. The first thing that went through my mind was the well-being of my soon-to-be-born daughter, Michael replied. Then as I lay on the ground, I remembered that I had two choices. I could choose to live or I could choose to die. I chose to live. Weren't you scared? Did you lose consciousness, I asked? Michael continued. The paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the ER and I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses, I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. What did you do? I asked. Well, there was this big burly nurse shouting questions at me, said Michael. She asked if I was allergic to anything. Yes, I replied. The doctors and nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I'm t I took a deep breath and yelled, Gravity! Over there, after, I told them, I'm choosing to live. Operate on me as if I'm alive, not dead. Michael lived, thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that every day we have the choice to live fully. Attitude, after all, is everything. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, out of Matthew 6.34. After all, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham called On Living the Christian Life. And here it is. I can't live the Christian life. Billy Graham is a total flop when it comes to living the Christian life. The Holy Spirit must live it through me and in me. There's a necessity for conversion. To be forgiven of sin. Wouldn't you like to be forgiven of every sin you've ever committed? That's a part of being converted. To go home tonight and know that every sin is forgiven. It's under the blood of Christ. And it's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. It's a gift. God just gives it to you. If you reach up and receive by faith, you don't have to do some great thing or go through some great experience to know Christ. You just come like you are and say, Lord, remember me. By faith, I receive you. I don't understand all about you. I don't understand all about what Billy Graham's been talking about. But I do receive you. 
And that does bring us to the end of our episode today. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And my prayer as always is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. So next week's episode is going to be on love like Jesus loves. Hey, you can connect with me at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Anywhere you download your podcast, you can get mine for free. Hope everybody had a great week. God bless. We'll catch you next week.